Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. He's approaching the utmost bounds of the Heliopause readings. Lieutenant Walsh, activate the additional shielding and prepare the flight path projections. Yes, ma'am. Shielding's up and the path projections are on. Can you see the fields, Lieutenant? Yes, Doctor. And the program has several recommended paths. Please remember that the field markers are more important than the projected paths. We are not able to properly account for the fluctuations except for in the real-time mapping. Understood, Doctor. Permission to begin, Admiral. Granted. Be careful in there. Yes, ma'am. Communication to the single slip is expected if the shield is working, right, Doctor? Yes, at times. If it works, we should have connection, so long as there is a clear path back through. Losing connection does not mean we've lost the single slip, just that we have a pause in the signal. The single slip has disappeared from our sensors, ma'am. What about visuals? Still visible. Current estimation is... The distance scanner's not responding with realistic numbers. But we still have a distant visual, Admiral. Keep sending out location requests. How much closer can we move the Semek? I don't recommend moving in. We had a signal for a moment, ma'am. Gone again. And again, ma'am. Still on sensor. No. Sorry, it's gone. As the single slip moves through the pocket in the Heliopause's forces, Ellie's forces... We can expect this. We just have to wait. If he's able to get near enough to the vault, then we can hope to deliver our message. If Nolera knows someone is there, just like with Anfine, I believe she will let him board. Too much of this is left to chance. Far too many unknown variables. We are facing an opponent we do not understand. We cannot be reactive, but we must remain calm-headed. Neither the technocracy nor the Alliance hope for another war. We have received notice through the slip line that the Council has received our update. They sent no orders to halt our attempts at communication. I still worry. Sanon was insistent that Ali was done with us. But we're not done with it. It has our embryos. It is difficult to place this. The bats and the embryos hold more emotional connection than just property, but we cannot legally call them more than such. The signal returned again, ma'am. Open comms. Check in, Lieutenant. Lieutenant? Off sensors again, ma'am. Comlike is gone. What did he say? Play back Lieutenant Walsh's last message. Yes, ma'am. Ma'am, at all comms, That's what came through, ma'am. It's as clear as it'll be. <sighs> so we wait. Hmm. 
Is this normal? Yes, the landing procedure is proceeding without fault. I will turn off the auditory warning indicators. Thank you. What were they indicating? They indicate that this landing location is unknown and that the selected landing zone has not set the required landing code. Its requirements do not apply to us here. We've lost visuals, ma'am, and there have been no further communications. He must be fully within the helio sheath by now. What can we expect, Doctor? From the alley? I don't know. But I can say that the single slip is inside the full control zone of the alley, if it is truly how it works. So the only thing keeping him safe is the new shielding. Or alley itself. Mr. Borrow. We cannot assume that alley would just attack. Ali could choose not to confront the single slip in any way. If we believe this, we can also believe he's already dead, and from our viewpoint, we're at war. Mr. Barrow is right. We must not assume to understand the actions or intentions of this being. We can plan, but we are still only reactive. We cannot go into this putting claws before words. There! We have a visual. It appears the single slip is returning. Any communications? Well... That is all, ma'am. Keep trying. At least we know he's alive. While I agree that we must not believe the worst, I must remind you, Admiral, that the alley can falsify a voice. We only assume that he is alive because we hear him. This could be a false conclusion. What do you think is the proper conclusion, then, Captain? That this is what the alley wants us to hear. The single slip is within its space. All transmissions, signals, and sensors are by its permission, or its creation. These tactics have been employed before, granted by adversaries with the technology needed to manipulate the readings. Yes, ma'am. At this speed, it appears the single slip is moving. It should enter the contested heliopause space soon. Have comes open and prepared. 
Once he hits the bubble with direct access to the interstellar medium forces, we should have a clear signal. Opening now, Doctor. Lieutenant, please continue communications. Why are you returning? Lieutenant, can you hear me? He's at a full speed return based on the visuals. Get the docking bay and medical response prepared for whatever comes through that door. My crew will see to it, ma'am. In the late morning, a fisherman went out to drop his nets from the sea. As he drew up the bulk, the big fish struggled and gulped, knowing they were caught. But the little fish, insignificant to the fishermen, slipped out through the mesh and went about their lives in the depths of the sea. Leave, little fish. This is single slip XR-77 to the OTV Simic Command. Please respond. Coming in for docking. Lieutenant Walsh, why have you returned? I wanted to know that too, Admiral. You sent me a communication to abandon the mission and return to the Simic for further instruction. You stated that the fleet was to be returned to Technocracy Space. One moment. Please proceed with docking. So if he's alive and telling the truth, then he heard the alley impersonating you, Admiral. Did you maintain full control of your vessel during the entire flight, Lieutenant? Yes, ma'am. As far as he knows, he followed a direct command. He is not at fault. So the alley sent him back in the easiest and least invasive way possible. No need to take control and force the vessel out when it's easily able to cause our vessel to leave off its own power. But now we know we can't move forward with the intention of utilizing any communications. Anyone we send goes in alone. I don't think we should send anyone else in. Sergeant Lawrence, are you recovered? Yes, ma'am. I am well enough for now. But I stand by what I said. We shouldn't send the vessel back out there. Ali made its intentions clear. It doesn't want us there. It could have been a lot worse. Is Sun Sanon readily available for questioning? Yes. He has not yet been returned to the cells. He's in the council room speaking with Meinren Renbakon. I can get him. Please do. Hmm. The single slip is docked. Messages from Dr. Shelley confirm that the lieutenant is alive. Good. And the single slip logs. It does appear as though the ship maintained manual command for the duration of the flight, but none of the sensors appear to have stored external readings. If I am here, I assume something has happened with Al. The Allies sent our small vessel back to us by impersonating my voice and command codes. Sergeant Lawrence believes we should not send another ship to attempt communication or interception. We may be beyond the time frame to intercept at this point. Possibly. But we wanted to know if you had any insights into the Allies' actions, Sun Sanon. We are interested in your insight, Sun. I do not have the answer I think you are looking for. I agree with the sergeant. Explain. Ali does not care for us. 
It cares for Nolira, and Nolira is empathetic. If it did not kill you, it was because of her. It bid me farewell, and I believe at that point, it no longer saw value in my existence. It sees no value in our existence, like a Ganon, a little bug. It does not matter until it annoys you. Do not annoy it. We cannot abandon the Vats. And the Council does not wish to abandon attempts at communication. We can't give up. This is too important. The Elite could push the technocracy and the Alliance forward generations of scientific understanding. Those selfish thoughts will lead to your ruin. If you send a soldier back, you are giving up their life. Ali will not be kind again. I will repeat that it cares for Nolira, but it also shot her for doing something it did not want her to do. It will do worse to others. It killed me. Ali does not like to repeat itself. Sinon has made one point we have forgotten. Nolira is still with Ali. If we cannot reach the Walton, we are not only leaving the Vats, but her. She's been acting under coercion and, and out of fear. Not for herself, but for the emergence. She honestly believes there's no stopping Ali and that she's the children's only hope of some moral guidance. <laughs> <coughs> this is not a joke, Sansanon. She is no moral guide. She is a broken creature. But she's doing anything she can to keep as many people as safe as possible. She didn't know Ali planned to steal the vats when she risked her life to save them. Technically, Dr. Jiang Antui is already dead. But Dr. Ek isn't. She's a colonist and a member of my crew. And more so than any of us, she's in an impossible position. She's within a ship, possibly already on a planet, completely within Ali's control. <sighs> Lieutenant Walsh understands the risks. And we cannot give up hope in opening communications and getting our people back. We will send the single slip back into the system and broadcast a message asking for communication from every vessel we brought in the fleet. I would like to interject that we are encroaching on the Alley's territory, even if it were to act in a violent manner. If the lieutenant is to die, we cannot act as though it were an unprovoked attack. By our own laws, the embryos are considered property and are not legally citizens. Further, Dr. Eck went with the Alley voluntarily. Property theft is not an accepted provocation for war. Not anymore. But we must try. Yes. Deploy the single slip and get the lieutenant on the line. Connected, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We are going to try again, lieutenant. I was not the one to give you orders to return. The Ali entity can use any voice it wishes to communicate. So the incoming signal you received was a hoax. When you go out this time, we will need you to disregard any communications you receive once inside the system. We will provide you with a series of manual authentication codes to validate possible command communications. But every communication is still to be considered compromised, and you will most likely have to land on the planet to reach the Walton now. Do you understand what this means? Going in alone and comms are effectively dead, ma'am. What are the exit factors? Eminent danger to your life, completion of communication delivery to the Walton, or total collapse of inability to complete the delivery. 
Understood, ma'am. The single slip is prepared to launch. Give the order and I'm out of here. Collect the codes from the docking officer and you are go to start launch procedures. Safe flying. Thank you, Admiral. You are sending him to die. Open a full slip Armada comms channel. Of course. One moment, ma'am. Open. This is Admiral Lau. All vessels in the Armada are required to begin in all channel broadcasts following this announcement. Here is the broadcast. We are representatives of the Technocracy and the Alliance. We hope to open communications with the Ali entity and discuss the events of the OTV Bifrost and the OTV Walton. We hope to come to a peaceful resolution in which our embryos are returned to us. Our meeting is a great step forward in our understanding of the universe and its myriad forms of life. Allow us to communicate under terms of peace. The broadcast is going out across all comms channels, ma'am, and the single slip has successfully launched and is proceeding with the mission. And yet again, we wait. doors and halls. I thought you said they were the size of the Trenin. Yes, they were of a comparable physical size to the Trenin, but they valued grandiose displays of power more than the conservation of materials. And the state of it. Everything appears to be in working order. The structures are largely self-repairing, and the cybernetic constructs created by the planet's previous inhabitants are fully within my control. I have utilized them as caretakers of the planet since the elimination of the Apex species. They are simple to repair. They will aid in the raising of the first several generations of the emergence, if not all the embryos. Wow. Was that what they looked like? Yes. The constructs were built in their image. Please excuse them and follow the light indicators, Nalira. The constructs will begin to unload the embryonic vats for transfer to the prepared nursery stations. You still require inoculations. They will remove the vats already? Of course, Nalira. The emergence is already underway. The timeline has been set. The first round of gestation will begin in 95 minutes. So soon. This way, Nalira. What is this place? Or what was it built for originally? This structure was originally built as a control port for imports and exports as well as a launching ground of military land-to-space vessels. The larger complex was a military storage facility and staging area. I spent 25 years converting the structure into a plant and fungi nursery, which became one of 200 active environmental reconstruction sites. Plants grown here have been redistributed across the continent to rebuild damaged ecosystems. The equipment needed to grow human and trenin life is not going to be the same as what's needed to grow plant life, Ali. Yes, I have recently imported and installed the required equipment from another facility used to generate and release native fauna, and many of the synthesizers have been reprogrammed with recipes for required fluids for human and trenin fetuses. You have thought of every problem I can imagine, I'm sure. 
Ness, and more. Oh, hello. Welcome. Please take a seat and make yourself comfortable. I have prepared your required inoculations. Please note that this is only the first round of required inoculations, but it will suffice in the short term. You may now remove your helmet and EVA suit. Welcome home, Dr. Nalira Shane Altui. Do you like the Construct's voice? I can change it if you do not find it pleasing. It's fine. Is this going to hurt? You will feel some slight discomfort at the injection site and the soreness in your arm. You may feel tired over the next two days, and there is the possibility of a low fever. All of these side effects are mild and should not worry you. Now, please sit still. Yes, of course. Sorry. All done. Thank you for your cooperation. Wait, Ali, don't you control these constructs? I do. Then why... then why does it have to sound different from the way I already recognize you? If I'm talking to you, I'd rather just speak with you. The feeling of community is beneficial, but I can use this voice if you prefer. Once there are infants and children, I will use other voices to simulate a community. Will they know you exist like I do? I will exist around them in every way. I am in the air they will breathe and the tools they will use. I will be the construct that teaches them and the arms that harvest their food, but I will not speak to them as I speak to you. They cannot become overly reliant on my power and must learn to be self-sufficient. You are who I choose to be my true self to, Nalira. When I'm gone, that will be a very lonely way to live. I will never view the emergence as a lonesome life. I've been alone for over a thousand years. Now, everything begins. The evacuation of the Bifrost Auxiliary Vessels is complete. All civilians except for Dr. Eck, Mr. Barrow, and civilian crew aboard the Semek have been returned to Technocracy Space. It will relieve the people of the Alliance to see them return safely, though the news about the loss of the Bifrost has not been made public. It has been too long. Excuse me. Your vessel is lost to Alley now. How long has the vessel been out of visual range? Four hours, ma'am. It is possible he is gone. Contact the others to convene in the conference room. Quickly. You two, leave. Everyone else, take a seat. Yes, Admiral. Dr. Mamecha, do you have any new data for the Council to review? Anything to add to our current understanding of events? No, Admiral. We have collected additional readings coming from the system. The only point of note was that approximately 4 hours and 20 minutes ago, there was a short period of intensified ionic reading radiations from a distant sector, but it quickly returned to normal. We need to consider what any changes could mean. What about our outbound communications barrage? Has there been no response? What about launching an additional communication buoy? Stop! First... As Dr. Mamecha had stated, we had no changes to our current understanding, even with that anomalous rise in ionic activity. Second, no, we have not received a response, and a communication buoy would not help us as we know our signals are reaching the system and being willfully ignored. For those who don't know, we had launched two separate communication buoys upon the arrival of the equipment with the first wave of the fleet, 
and both buoys went dark upon entering the local system. Now you must see that Ali does not want to speak with you. And the lieutenant did not return. So we require other solutions. The Walton is presumed to have landed planet side hours ago. We can no longer track it, and we cannot locate our vats. Our communication attempts have been met with silence and possibly death. Now we must consider that this intelligence is not engineered to feel any moral obligation to return the vats. So, you see it as something to be eliminated? An entity so large cannot be easily destroyed. It has no body to harm. Even if we make our intentions to declare war known to the Ali, we are not in the legal or moral rights to attempt genocide. Even a single creature species is entitled to protections. Tonon is correct. We cannot truly consider an act of war. The Order would never allow it. You are speaking of it as though it is a life form and not a, a quantum processor. It has no body. It is not a creature. It's a formless sentience. Just because we do not understand it does not mean we are free to destroy it. We would not even know how. The star. Where can we draw the line on the value of biological life if not here? Everyone, stop! Dr. Mameja is the only one with anything to contribute to the actuality of how this could be done. Now, Doctor. The star. If we destroy the local system star, we would disrupt the heliosphere's natural forces and the interplanetary medium. But the alley is not the star. None of the readings originate from the star itself. Correct, but the star creates the forces required for the interplanetary medium of the local system to exist. And you believe this would destroy the alley? To what end? Let us hypothesize that doing so does destroy the alley. It will also destroy the planets, the life on those planets, and the very vats we are attempting to save. This is not a solution. I would not recommend it. But now you know an option exists. How can we combat something like this? You cannot. Mr. Borrow, if you could please escort Sun on back to the cells, our council needs to confer in private. Uh, oh, well, yes. Yes, I can. Good luck, everyone. Do not overstep the luck you have killed so many to grab. Your alliance sees itself as a victor without boundary, but this is naive. You also thought your Bifrost was too big to fail, and now it is in pieces. Let's go, Sinon. I think we've done all we can. I'll find us some tea. Are you ready, Nalira? I am glad you enjoy the landscape. We will protect it alongside the new emergence. I feel no fear. This feels like peace. Would you like to stay here longer? Do you have something else in mind? The labs have been prepared, and the first embryos moved into the gestation cycle. Would you like to tour the facility? Sure. can see it. Why you didn't want others to find it? What is it called? It does not have a name anymore. You should name it. You repaired it and cared for it, and it will need a name. 
Just like every person brought into the Emergence will need one. Jian. Does it come from the people who were here before? No, it comes from the Technocracy Standard, typical abbreviation for Jia Yuan. <laughs> yeah, I could see Lauren saying it like that. I like it, and it will be simple for the Trenon to pronounce as well. Has no one tried to come for the Vats? Or for me? The actions of the Technocracy, Alliance, and Exilarchy will have no influence on Jiang. But did anyone care enough to try? A moment ago, you lived in the moment and felt calm. Do not dwell on the past, Nalira. So, where do we start, Ellie? Here, my friend. This is our future. I know the drill. Please just let me in. Of course. One moment, Mr. Barrow. Your counsel must have come to a decision. I was left uninterrupted for so long I was able to sleep. The lieutenant single slip returned. No communications. It initiated docking procedure and landed. When the vessel was opened, the lieutenant was dead. No injury. No sign of distress. Just dead. It is as we thought. Yes. And the council sent out new updates to the order. They came to a consensus a few minutes ago. The embryonic vats cannot be retrieved. They have conceded that this alley being is truly extraordinary and beyond our current ability to understand or influence. So what the sergeant spoke of, the emergence, will come to pass? Uh, for now. For as long as they are left on that planet with that thing. But they will come back, eventually. The wording they chose was very particular. Our current ability to understand or influence. The Alliance will lie, as it did with Nolira. I don't see a better option. You can tell them you found a god. Ali is not a god. It's some cosmic entity that can manipulate and work on an atomic scale. It's a consciousness of scope and ability that we cannot yet understand. Auden Barrow, that is a god. Vast Horizon, Episode 29, Xi'an. Written and created by K.A. Stats. Produced with sound design by Travis Vengroff. Mixed and mastered by Brandon Strader. With senior sound designer Dane Leonardson. And featuring executive producer Dennis Greenhill. Starring Siobhan Lumsden as Dr. Nolira Eck. Tanya Milojevic as Ali. A.R. Olivieri as Sergeant Lawrence. David Alt as Captain Sarpon. Daniel Demerin as Sunsananan Rune. L. Jeffrey Moore as Captain Park, David Devereaux as Auden Barrow, Su Ling Chen as Admiral Lau, and Benja Zaharlawa as Dr. Nyoto Jemison Mametya. Also featuring Lex Ellett, Daniel Munoz, Georgi Pruitze, Mikhail Heitner, Dario Oman, Cheryl Kanekar, Vic Ramirez, Graham Rowett, Russ Moore, Charlotte Norup, and Carolyn St. P. The title theme, Adrift, was written by Brandon Boone 
arranged by Stephen Malin, and performed by the Budapest Scoring Choir. Translations were provided by Sophie Yang and Hannah Quirikia. This episode would not be possible without the support of our listeners on Patreon. Please consider supporting our show at patreon.com slash foolandscholar, or by sharing this show with a friend. This production is copyrighted 2021 by Fool and Scholar Productions, and Vast Horizon is a trademark of Caitlin Stats. Thank you for listening. Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But wait, the excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to season one, we are thrilled to announce the launch of season two. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you, and let's make season two even more memorable together.